Welcome everyone, you are listening to and perhaps watching Hot Sauce Sports uh, in this edition of Hot Sauce Interviews. It is just myself, Pease, and I'm joined by our producer, Eagle. Uh, Terry Tam gets a night off. He's been doing a lot of these interviews, bearing the brunt of, uh, of that part of the work. Today, I'm taking over, uh, and joining us is uh, Kenny Jean-Louis and Seth Moa. Uh, they've got a new podcast out called Paving the Way. It is a basketball podcast. It's a podcast that is bilingual. It is about Canadian basketball. But uh, I'll let you guys uh, tell us a little bit about it. Seth, why don't you tell us a bit about the show and, and how it came to be? Um, yeah. That, by, by the way, thanks for having us. I appreciate Pleasure. it very much. You know, thank you. This, this is all new for us, and you know, and we appreciate that. You know, you probably were the first to contact us, and you know, so that means that we're actually on the right path. And I appreciate for uh, having us on the show. It's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure. Right. Um, uh, how it came to be? Actually, I, I think it's best if Kenny says it because this is this is it was Kenny's idea back in February, and yeah. uh, he explains it best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just like me. I'm a podcast junkie. Like basketball wise, I watch all the podcasts: uh, The Ringer, uh, Bill Simmons, Brian Windhorst, Warge, uh, everything. Like um, the, everything, I watch. I listen and watch everything. All the podcasts. So. Just one day I had like a nap and then I woke up and I was like, you know what? Like there's a podcast, there's a bunch of podcasts in the States. There's some in Ontario, but there's not a lot of podcasts in Quebec. So why not have our own podcast talking about basketball? Because basketball is growing in Quebec. So right away I call Seth. Seth is one of my closest friends. We play together in university. So I call him. I say, hey, will you be down to uh, start a podcast? And then he said, why not? Me, he's a podcast junkie too so and right away because me i'm teaching in toronto and sets in montreal and then because of everything that happened i had to go back to montreal and we we could actually like start right away because me i was thinking you know what that's something we're gonna probably probably gonna do in june july when i'm gonna be coming back during the summer but because of everything that happened right now i'm teaching online so yeah. i'm i'm back in montreal so yeah we started right away and that's that's it that's even like easier the fact that now we're using zoom instead of trying to find a studio all that stuff so we can we, we have the even playing field that everyone else like the fact that everyone's else using zoom so that's what we we started and so far we had episode three and we're going to release episode four like soon. uh soon so that's awesome well i i was taking a listen guys i really i really am enjoying it uh that's the thing with podcasting nobody tells you how long it takes to actually start up uh how much research it takes how much time it takes uh so you guys kind of i mean no one's lucky in the pandemic obviously but uh it's kind of cool that it got you guys the opportunity um i work in education also i uh, i'm an oh. educational consultant and so uh, i'm feeling your pain uh, kenny and <laughs> having to deal with this new reality yeah. um how are you guys coping in general with the pandemic uh, i'm i'm home i'm working from home i'm actually uh I'm a sports and recreational coordinator cool. at a at a facility uh, in um, uh, kind of uh, on the carry. It's near the carry, mm -hmm. and um, yeah. So I just take care of all the sports really there. So I'm, right now I'm working from home, and we're trying and I'm we're planning. I'm not only working in my I guess 
the sports field, but also different kind of fields within the center. So it's, it's actually a blessing to be able to still work from home mm-hmm. and what's going on. And uh, just been, you know, with my girlfriend and my kid, I have a, two, I have a almost two year old daughter. So that's been very, I've spent a lot of time with her. So yeah, 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 so that's pretty good. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough, especially since me and Ken were basketball players, you know, and retired basketball players, <laughs> but we still play, you know, and especially now there's nowhere, nowhere, nowhere to play. So it's, it's, it's been tough, but we're, we're trying to cope and I've been working out slowly and getting into it. And Definitely different doesn't make it easy. Yeah, you guys yeah. talked about playing together. Uh, that was at University of Ottawa, right? Uh, with the yes. No, so, no, we, no. Uh, me and Seth, we played together in high school. Like, uh, oh, high school. Our, our, yeah, our last year, we played together. And after that, both of us went to, like, we, we play at CJEP. Like, in Quebec, you have to go to, through CJEP. Yeah. I went to Champlain. He went to Vanier. And then after that, Seth went to UNB. Uh, UNB for a year. For a year. And after and that, then, he... Yeah, I tra- yeah, and then I transferred to uh, Cape Breton University, which is in Nova Scotia. Okay. And when I while I was transferring, Kenny was going into university. So, with a little bit of talking and you know convincing him, he decided <laughs> to join. And then we both went to Cape Breton University in yeah. in, in uh, Sydney, Nova Scotia. Yeah, and then uh, after that, set was done, and then me, I still had years of eligibility. So that's why I, I transferred to Ottawa because I wanted oh, to be. Oh, okay. Because yeah, like, yeah. You know, in doing the research, I saw you played for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I actually, I, I uh, for a short, very short period of time, I was I actually was in Sandy Hill, uh, living there. Oh area. yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was there for two years. I was there for <laughs> a few, a few months, a few months. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> a cool area. I liked it. Uh, what was? Uh, I'll, I'll start with you, Seth. What was to you, uh, the most valuable experience you gained playing? Uh, College, college basketball, university level basketball that's imparted on your life at this point? Uh, until this day, I still use a lot of things I've learned in basketball, you know, whether it's te- whether it's being in a team or being a leader or like, just every, everything within. Like I said, like in, in our podcast, I try to make our kids understand in our podcast, Paving the Way, that just don't play basketball just for the sport, but also do whatever you're doing on the court or off the court related to basketball, you can use it also in life, you know, cause that's what I was able to do. And that's what Kenny was able to do, you know? So that's, that's one of the reasons why we started this paving the way is try to help kids now in the generation that, cause when they go on social media, all they see is the, the, the glamor, the glitz, the, all the highlights, but they don't see what's the back end of it. Right. They think it just comes like, just like that. But they don't know the hard work that goes into, you gotta be, be good in school in order to play, you yeah. know, you gotta, you know, there's a lot of things with that. I, so it, basketball has, like I said, in general, it helped me so much in every aspect of my life. Yeah. So. Um, Kenny, what's something about Seth as a basketball player that he doesn't want us talking about? <laughs> uh, probably like, like, chill, like chill. Because <laughs> Seth, no, the, the thing is, Seth is a great, great defensive player. And on our all the team that me and Seth we play together, he was always the best player. So, but when you score on him, like trust me, he's gonna get mad and he's gonna let not gonna let you score again. So, so I would say like probably like when you score on him, that's something like he doesn't like he doesn't uh, take like, kindly. Yeah, take kindly exactly. So I would say that I don't but, show it, but <laughs> it's in here. 
and and me one of the biggest lessons that i got from i guess playing a uh, ball mm -hmm. university and even high school is how to deal with different type of of a person because right now i'm a teacher and everyone's different like yeah. like with uh some kids you have to uh be i don't know what's I'm French, sorry, but you have to be more, uh, maybe mean and more kind with different type of uh, student and players. So I would say just deal with different type of people and different different type of personality. That's maybe something that I really learned like while playing basketball, because you play with people who's from Quebec, people from different uh, country, different uh, provinces. So not everyone have the same background and you, you need to adapt uh, your uh, leadership skills when you, I guess, talk to them and when you play with them. So. For sure, for sure. Uh, definitely valuable lessons. So obviously the talk with, with no actual sports going on, uh, we did get, we did get UFC back. We did get, uh, we did get NASCAR and golf back, uh, but obviously this is the time here where uh, the three of us for sure would definitely be enjoying playoff basketball. Uh, luckily Netflix and ESPN uh, did drop the last dance early uh, for our consumption, mm. but it's over. Yeah, <laughs> so no. five weeks just flew by. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted I wanted to get uh, your opinions on it and some of the topics that were covered. Um, I'm I'm I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. My wife is a lot younger than me, uh, so it was cool to. And she was she's not a basketball fan, uh, but it was kind of cool to like for for her to sort of see why I admire Michael Jordan um, and and. He's not just a shoe guy and a meme. He's also uh, a guy who's pretty excellent at basketball. Yeah. Uh, but so for you guys, uh, I'm kind of curious to see how you took it, what you guys thought. And then I have a couple of specific issues too that I thought might be interesting to talk about as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do Sorry, it just, it's easier when we do these things in studio, but yeah, yeah. we can't use nonverbal communication. <laughs> <Sorry>. like, <laughs> I want you to start us off, Kenny. Uh, me... It's just the mindset of uh, Michael Jordan, like the way like he was fearless and he took no, he didn't, did not took no as an answer. Like he wanted to win by any means. And me, it's just like, if you want something, it can be anybody, it can be outside of basketball, it can be on a, any field that you, you take. If you really want to do something, if you put your mind into it, you're going to be able to achieve it. That's the, I guess, main thing that, that uh, I guess, I guess, learn and took from uh, the documentary. But one thing, like I'm a LeBron guy and I know there's a bunch of LeBron fan who changed their view on who's the greatest player ever. But I think, I personally, I think LeBron is still the GOAT, but I guess it kind of changed, it kind of changed a little bit, but I think I still have LeBron number one. That's, it's just, well, look, look, I mean, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm lucky enough, I'm lucky enough by being old that, um, <laughs> I uh, I got to I got to sort of watch both guys in their prime, uh, and when I watched, for me when I watched LeBron, what was cool is I saw someone a defensively that's something I had never seen before, and also he did a lot of things that MJ did, but he did it seventy pounds heavier. You know what I mean? So it's it's a difference when you're guarding a guy who's like six six, two hundred and ten pounds. Oh, but then this guy's coming in at like six eight. 270 you know yeah. uh Le lebron uh in his absolute physical uh peak was mm -hmm. just just something something to behold mm -hmm. uh seth what were your thoughts um to, to be honest with you uh one thing i re-admired i don't know why but it's phil jackson as a coach mm. i yeah. was like wow like to be able to put in that, 
he was put in a position to to coach the at that time the great the, the greatest basketball player playing, you know, and then and then everyone else that was coming in. So one one of the guys I would say Rodman, which is not very easy to coach, you know, <laughs> on the, on and off the court. So is the way he would handle Rodman, you know, is just so per, like it was. I guess that's what every player dreams of a coach understanding him, you know, like I want to, like Rodman yeah. knew Phil, Phil and the rest of the guys get him, you know, and then because no matter what, no matter what he did off the court, when it was game time or whatever, he was there and he was always, he had Michael's back and Michael knew that, you know, and I guess, like I said, Phil, Phil Jackson and for, for everything that was happening, especially with Jerry Krause not wanting to bring him back and he still coached the, the last year, like as if nothing was happening, like, you know, still did his job and, Still, and how they handle it very professionally, Phil Jackson. I think, I guess that's, that's the reason why he has he has eleven rings. Right? So, that's it. Is and he he then goes on to coach the Eagles of Kobe and, and Shaq, um, and like the whole thing you mentioned, Jerry Krause. The thing I I was laughing at the entire time. Is, yeah. I get it, Jerry Krause. He was the villain. He looks yeah. like a villain. Yeah. Michael Jordan basically <laughs> made the villain of Space Jam look like him. Yes, um, yeah. I get it. I get it. But Jerry Reinsdorf had the final say. He could have re-signed Scottie Pippen. He mm. could have made Michael happy. Uh, yeah. He could have re-signed Phil Jackson. But, like, you know, he gets off scot-free and everyone's hating a dead man, Jerry Krause. Yeah. That, that's that, that that's was, uh, one of the things I was like, it kind of it sucks because while I was he's watching not here. The, Yeah, he's not here. He's not alive. He's not here. Like, he can't defend right. himself, right? Yeah, you know, I'm like, why, why the, the whole documentary is just Krause is evil. Krause is evil. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm sure there's two sides to every story, right? So I was like, oh, I want to hear his side, you know, what, what was going through, like, you know, but yeah this exactly sucks. Kenny, do you think uh, do you think it hurts his legacy that uh it's no longer the flu game and it's now the the pizza game <laughs> no no nah, nah, but be, no nah, because uh food poisoning is like it's still hard to play like like you you want to i guess shit you want to uh, puke you want to do all that stuff and you still manage to drop what 30 plus and win and pippin what it was hurt games what six like it's still yeah it's still still like i guess amazing and the only lesson is if you're in the nba and you play against uh utah jazz at their home don't order pizza <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh i was just right before this pandemic and all that uh i had gone to columbia uh and i got food poisoning the second last day all all i had to do was day drink and i couldn't even do that so yeah. i can't imagine playing basketball yeah. Um, in, in that condition mm-hmm. um there's something else and and i have an article coming out actually on hot sauce sports uh ca uh it'll be coming out shortly um one of the things that, that's talked about of course it was cool because i had always heard the the myth that michael jordan said republicans buy shoes too um and what i found interesting about that was um michael jordan and, and and guys like muhammad ali Kareem abdul jabbar they're they're expected to, to champion causes but we never put pressure on like nobody asks uh nobody asks you know i'm trying to think now who can i like dan marino nobody asks uh peyton manning why aren't you setting up for minorities you know mm-hmm. they, they they make it the obligation uh for for, for a minority to minority. do that yeah. and obviously i want to ask you guys uh, being that you're both basketball players, being that you're both MJ fans, uh, you know, even though even though Kenny and I obviously no, like LeBron, no, I'm an no, I'm an MJ <laughs> fan. I'm an MJ but, fan too. <laughs> but so, like, what do you guys think of that in terms of uh, the obligation um, as 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 visible minorities uh, having the added pressure to to 
for these these celebrities to to have to do that and and being being given no choice. Seth? I mean, uh, it's it's tough. You know, it's a very tough position to be in. You know, like I said, being a minority and people are expecting you to do something, expecting you to to I guess support someone. Like example, to like I'm black, so I should I should vote for Obama if I was in the states. You know, that's like a, a you know, it's like I guess when I, I what was good was. It's tough because I don't want to say something and then people are going to be like, oh, who is this guy? All this talking on this hot sauce. <laughs> you know, like, you know, it's tough because I do understand what my... They say so much more shit that gets us in trouble. Oh, yeah? <laughs> okay. Like, it's tough because, like, I did really, I did really understand Michael. I understood yeah. him, like, completely. I I get him and to be honest with you, I kind of agree with him a little bit. You know, I was like, you know, yes. Like, why should he, because he's a minority, do that? Why? You know, yeah. it makes no sense at all. No sense. But that's just the world we live in, right? Like, if, if, if he doesn't follow everyone's expectations socially, then I guess everyone just starts talking. Yeah, it's tough. And him being Jordan, you know, a public figure the way he was and an ambassador around the world, like, it was just, you know, I guess it was really harder on him. So, I don't know. Yeah, like yeah. the guy's always got microphones in his face. Yeah, uh, and 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 look, he's 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 a businessman. He's trying to make the most uh, for him and his family. That's yeah. his first obligation above yeah. all. Right? Yeah, uh, I found it also really weird. His family was barely in it. Uh, Juanita, his first wife, wasn't in the wasn't in the documentary at all. Uh, so there was <laughs> some odd choices uh, yeah. from from a documentarian uh, point of he view. He, he controlled everything. Yeah, he contro yeah. yeah controlled everything. Like, he, well, he, he apparently didn't say no to anything, but because it's an authorized biography, I imagine like like Kenny, if you're interviewing me and you know there's like some stuff in my past. I'm like, yeah, can he ask me anything? But you might not want to ask me some stuff that. Yeah, like, exactly. Tough, right? Like in, in the case of Juanita, like you know, Michael Jordan cheated on his wife and they got divorced, right? Like yeah. that's that yeah. that yeah. can't be something that he necessarily would have wanted to talk to MJ about, you know? Yeah. Um, there was a, a quote that came out uh, by Channing Fry. Uh, he was essentially saying uh, that in today's NBA, a lot of guys would have wanted to play with a guy like Michael because. Uh, you know, yeah, he's intense, but he, he also could be kind of a jerk. And in the end, you want to you want to enjoy the people you, you're with. Uh, what, what are your thoughts when you hear uh, someone like Chan, someone like that, someone say that about Michael Jordan? That they they, they would not want to play with him. Enjoy playing in that environment. Uh, like like he had he went to the final six time and won six time. Like me, if I'm in the NBA, it's to win win rings and make make money so i don't think like he's the ultimate competitor so personally if i was an nba i would want to play with him and i guess if you don't want to play with the greatest player uh, second greatest player ever i think <laughs> i think I, I i think there's a there's a problem with you so like like you're a man if you're in the nba it's like no boys allowed so if, if you're a boy you stay stay just play with me and said and uh, what the uh, uh, garage league? So, <laughs> so, so he goes, see, like when I'm a jerk to you, it's because I want us to be the best podcast. <laughs> I don't believe it for a second. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Eagle! Uh, just so you guys know, Eagle and I've been working together on podcasts for about six years. This is our second podcast together. We also do a a flag. Uh, we work for a flag football league where we, uh, we host a weekly podcast. So he's had to deal with me for six years. That's not an easy task for anyone. Um, so he, Eagle is six for six also. And, and just, just, just being able to tolerate me. Um, there's a couple of quick things I want to touch on before we go, guys. Um, Mark Cuban, uh, I heard him today talk about uh, the potential return for basketball. 
I think it's going to be uh, complicated yeah. uh, because different states are going to have different laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had ideas about using like hotel facilities, uh, maybe having facilities built at Disneyland um, and having players like essentially locked into mm-hmm. an area, uh, given everything that's happening with the COVID-19 pandemic. Seth, do you think uh, these players will actually isolate and not want to hit up whoever slides up in their DMs? <laughs> oh man um, um it's funny because um then they ha- then the players have a, a conference about uh i think last week or monday uh, last last week monday about kind of restarting they want to come back but then it's yeah. like i'm thinking i'm like safety uh first. Safety, safety first guys safety like first. basketball yes basketball will be there after this all this is done you yeah. know you, you might not like you might not like you know so like safety first before we even start playing or anything because I guess the owners are right now, I guess the only thing about is money. You know, they're losing yeah. a lot of money, right? A lot of money, right? The NBA. So, but no, I'm not, I wouldn't, like, if I was Mark, I don't know, I wouldn't, I don't agree with that, them playing in Disney World and isolating themselves. The last two weeks, two, three weeks, and then they'll start, like you said, the first person that slides in their DMs, they'll start, like. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, you know, hey, how serious is this anyway? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and the thing I think about, the thing I think about is, uh, you know, they didn't let Chris Bosch play because of blood clots. And that was one player mm-hmm. because the, it, the liability of letting one athlete die on national television, um, this would be you're risking the lives of not only all the players, but all the all the people involved with the production and all the people mm-hmm. that, that that work with them in terms of coaches and staff and so on and yeah, so forth. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also a talk about uh, the NCAA return. Now, to me, this is extra tricky. Uh, mm-hmm. And I want to get you guys' thoughts. I'll start with you, Kenny, just because uh, you guys were co- college athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, co- college athletics in the United States, especially basketball, especially football, we know it's big, big business. Uh, but if they're not going to have classes, mm-hmm. to me, it appears as though uh, you're saying that the, the lives of athletes are less important, of unpaid uh, college athlete yeah. is less important than, than than the students who are not attending class. Uh, to me, at that point, they become strictly employees, and they're strictly employees that you're not paying while making money off their backs. Uh, so that's my person. You guys know right off no. the bat, I'm not hiding. You, it. You're not. Yeah. You're not. Me, so let's yeah. do it, Kenny. What, what do you think about about the uh, same thing? Same thing. Like if there's no school. I think no, no basketball, no football, no soccer. Like why? Like like you said, like why we don't get paid? First of all, you guys make money off us, and you guys want us to go on the field and risk our life, and just for you guys to make money, I, I don't think that's uh, that's fair. So me, no school, no no sports. That's 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 that's, that's, that's me. So makes sense. Seth, any thoughts? No, no, that makes sense. That's completely sense. Like that, yeah, like if. That's the thing, because a lot of athletes out there, all they know is sports, right? That's all they know. They, nothing yeah. else, you know. They don't know nothing else, you know. And this kind of brings me back to when Pippen, Pippen signing his deal, and just you know not thinking, you know. So like the same kind of same thing. Like a lot of these players, like if you tell them, oh, just go, let's, you'll get to play basketball for the whole year. Yeah. I'm sure in the states, a lot of them be like, okay, you know, not thinking and be like, oh no, I don't want to, you know, because. But then, like you said, it, it, it's completely not fair. Because the owner, the like the the uh, NCAA for sure are not really fully being honest with their, you know, with the, the teams and how much money and how much money they make off their the the players. So I don't agree with that either. So no, 
I mean, we just we just need them to pay them so we can get NCAA basketball back on PlayStation. And I can finally play it and not feel guilty. Good times. Uh, guys, you guys, oh. uh, we are Kenny, Jean-Louis, Seth Amoa. Uh, you guys are on a podcast called Paving the Way. Yeah. It is a bilingual basketball po- podcast. You've had uh, Kevin Blaine on. You've had Kevin Jose on. Um, episode three uh, yes. dropped earlier this week, right? Yeah. Ye- yes. Yesterday was with uh, Kenny Fredchery, which is playing right now at Pro First Division. Cool. And uh, what's on tap for episode four? Ooh. Uh, episode four is um, we're actually going a different route. Um, I don't want to say who, who we're interviewing. It's, okay. it's, it'll be different than our first three episodes. Um, it's uh, just, uh, if you want to know more, I guess uh, follow us on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube, and you'll see, you know. Um, it's, it's actually going to, uh, we're going to drop the, I guess, who we're doing probably in the next two days. So Yeah. yeah. It's been an excellent show so far. I'm really enjoying it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a basketball a nut, so I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it. Do recommend it. Uh, if you're bilingual, you'll really like it. If you're not, just shut up and listen. It's <laughs> awesome. Uh, thank you, uh, Kenny Jean-Louis, Seth Amor, for join, joining me and Eagle. Eagle, I don't know how to sign off on these. I have never done this before. What do I do? <laughs> I, I think that's it. I don't got any musical cues or anything, man. Nothing so. at all. Can you, can you, can you like, hum? All right, thank you everyone for listening. This has been uh, Peas Eagle with the boys from Paving the Way. Do check it out. Uh, you've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports. <laughs>